Hi, I'm Mark, and thank you today for joining me on Words of Truth. You know, we're living in a world today where we're facing all kinds of little stresses that if we don't deal with them, one compounds on top of another, and eventually life can become intolerable. And that's why during this pandemic and all the lockdowns, for example, our national suicide rate has increased. I was reading some reports recently. In January, the New York Times published an alarming article about teen suicides during the pandemic. And in the story, it featured heartbreaking quotes from parents who had lost children and was illustrated with photos of an empty classroom and a teenager sitting alone on his bed. The second, the school district of Clark County, Nevada, another story. In the story, it had recorded the deaths of 18 students from suicide by mid-March 2020 to the end of December, twice as many as the district had in all of 2019. So here we are a year later, and we're starting to see worsening signs of what actually occurred. Many parents say in surveys that the teenagers in their home Uh, have developed new or worsening symptoms of depression and anxiety since the start of the pandemic. A new report from the Department of Education states that as schools begin to reopen, students will need, uh, quote, support to address the isolation, anxiety, and trauma they have experienced. Youth suicide is already the second leading cause of death among those ages 15 and 19. And the numbers have been uh, inching upward for more than a decade. The reason for that rise are much debated among suicide researchers, though they believe that a hard-to-unravel combination of factors is at play in each death. And that certainly is true. The recent testimony of parents and school officials suggests that the pandemic has, at least in certain cases, added new elements Uh, that are a lethal mix. And my diagnosis is that we haven't learned very well how to be a resilient people in the face of hardship. What is resiliency? Resiliency is the ability to cope with stress and adversity and bounce back to a previous state of normal functioning or using the exposure to adversity to produce a stealing effect and function better than expected. And I'd add that resilience is a process and not an individual trait that some people have and others don't have. Somebody might say, well, I'm just not resilient. No, it's, it's not a trait. Maybe you've heard that statement that some people are their own worst enemy. Maybe you know somebody who's tired of the fight, tired of getting up every day to face the leftover struggle from the day before, to face the bully at school, to try to appease an abusive spouse, to face the prejudice of hateful ignorance, to face a temptation that's beat them before, to face the same fears that never go away, or face the failures and mistakes of the past. You don't have to look very far to see why we need a faith that's tough and strong. And the good news I want to give to you today is that you can have that kind of faith. 
In fact, God has given us the help that we need in this area. Listen to this encouragement from the Bible in Ephesians chapter 6, verses 10 to 18. Finally, he writes, Be strong in the Lord and in the strength of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the schemes of the devil, for we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the cosmic powers over this present darkness, against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly places. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day and having done all to stand firm. Stand therefore, having fastened on the belt of truth, having put on the breastplate of righteousness, and as shoes for your feet, having put on the readiness given by the gospel of peace. In all circumstances, take up the shield of faith, with which you can extinguish all the flaming darts of the evil one. And take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God, praying at all times in the Spirit with all prayer and supplication to that end. Keep alert with all perseverance, making supplication for all the saints. Wow, what an awesome portion of Scripture. Earlier in the book of Ephesians, Paul was talking about how to have power for living and what right relationships look like for the Christians. Now he goes on to illustrate how to have faith that's fully equipped to protect us from any attack. And he begins by telling us to be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. In other words, we don't have to rely upon ourselves to deal with all the stresses and trials of life. You don't have to have as the theme of your life, I did it my way. To be strong means to be continually strengthened in the Lord and his mighty power. The, the Bible says, not by my might, nor by my power, but by your spirit, say, says the Lord. By putting on the full armor of God, you can withstand anything. And so there are two things that help us to remain resilient. First is to wear the right armor. And second is to understand where our struggles come from. You see, we can't fight what we don't understand. And because of that, a lot of people fight and get mad at things that aren't even the real issue. There's no reason to fight. You see, Paul says that our struggle isn't even against other people, but it's against the powers of spiritual forces. It's against the schemes of the devil. Satan comes to steal and to kill and to destroy. We have a very real enemy who opposes us through temptations and troubles, who snatches God's word from us, plants doubts and disbelief in our heart, takes away our hope. The phrase struggle can be translated wrestle. Now the image is, is both of that a Roman soldier and a wrestler. And because soldiers don't usually fight alone, we usually envision a group of soldiers standing together with others. But the idea here of wrestling gives us the image of an individual match between one person and another grappling in close quarters. 
And that's the image of the believer and the attacks of the devil. That's why we need to put on our spiritual armor every day because we have to be alert and aware of Satan's schemes and not be outwitted by them. We need to put on the full armor of God. And that means to be enveloped in it. We need every single part of it to meet our spiritual foe. And the reason so many people get so easily discouraged and overwhelmed when the waves of stress and disappointment and trials come is because they've gone into the battle ill-equipped. They haven't put on the full armor of God. Imagine a soldier going into battle against an enemy with tanks and grenades and bombs and rifles with a slingshot or a BB gun. Okay, David did that against Goliath, but that's not what is recommended we do when we come up against the schemes of the devil. I mean, we need all the armor and all of the weaponry God offers to us to fight the battle because you never know what is going to be required in any given skirmish. We need everything from the shield of faith to the helmet of salvation, which gives us power over sin, and the sword of the Spirit, which is a word of God, and is the power of God that defeats Satan and all of his struggles, his strategies. We need every single piece of equipment God has to offer. You see, God is offering the gift of this armor, but it's only effective if we put it on. And if we do, We'll be equipped to face life's difficulties with courage and faith that's strong and resilient enough to meet any need. Don't leave your house without it. Thanks for listening today. Join me again next week. And hey, tell somebody else about this podcast so that they can be encouraged too.